coming up on The Exam Room. If you are someone who eats healthful foods on the regular, Thanksgiving Day doesn't have to ruin you. You can still keep it health forward and make yourself some delicious main dishes. And I really think using vegetables for stuff like that is fun. Twice-baked sweet potatoes. So sweet potatoes may be loaded with chickpeas and uh, using the, the sweet potato innards mashed together with the chickpeas, put it all back on there, put a bunch of toppings on it. So you can really start thinking veggie forward with it. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us coast to coast in the U.S. and in more than 150 countries. Hi to everyone listening in Detroit, Michigan, Palmdale, California, and Syracuse, New York. Wherever you are, we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode 95 of season 6, number 491 overall, and it just so happens to be our Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all! And today on this show from the exam room live, we are going to be talking about how to make any Thanksgiving dish plant-based. 100% nothing comes off the menu that you have been eating your entire life, even though now you are trying to eat a healthier diet. So my guest on the exam room live this week was Chef Dustin Harder, and we got into it from his kitchen. Oh my goodness gracious, was this ever a great episode. We're going to be talking about, of course, what we can replace turkey with as the main dish on the table. And an interesting thing, a poll found that only one out of every three people say that turkey is actually their favorite item at Thanksgiving. So what does that mean? It means it's all about the sides and, of course, the desserts. So we will also be talking about plant-based desserts, including everybody's favorite pie at Thanksgiving, pumpkin pie. Also, vegan versions of other holiday classics like stuffing and mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, which was always a favorite of mine growing up, and then how to take those ingredients that you've been using your entire life and find dairy-free plant-based versions of them, and they still work in your delicious recipes. Also, baking without oil, substitutes for salt, and then what in the world do you do If you are the only person who's eating a plant-based diet at Thanksgiving this year, how can you deal with that? What to eat, how to deal with the pressure? We're getting into it all on this very special Thanksgiving episode of The Exam Room. But in the spirit of giving, before we head to the kitchen with Chef Dustin, let's be thankful. Let's be thankful that we can change the world and you can help right now on this Giving Tuesday. So let me tell you about a super giving opportunity to help support the exam room and all of the life-saving work that we do here at the Physicians Committee. We're talking about Tuesday, November 28th. That is Giving Tuesday, and this year, all of your donations will be matched to the tune of $15,000 by three very generous Physicians Committee's members who want to see enough donations 
come in so that we can power our work and take it to the next level. I know that's what I would like to see, and I bet you would like to see that too. So let's make sure that the exam room reaches 20 million more people and that plant-based nutrition is regarded as the pinnacle of modern medicine. And we can finally, finally end needless animal experiments. Believe it or not, my friends, it is within our reach, and that is why we are pushing for change. We push for it every single day. And so right now, you can be a partner in creating this monumental change by making a donation to the Physicians Committee for Giving Tuesday. And it will be doubled. That is the greatest thing of all. So a $20 donation magically becomes $40. A $50 donation becomes $100, $1,000 becomes $2,000, and so on and so on, so that we can truly make the world a healthier place thanks to you. And so, roomies, right now, you can head to pcrm.org er. That's pcrm.org er to make your donation and watch it automatically become doubled. And I want to thank you so very much for being a huge part of this change and helping us to create a healthier and more compassionate world. So please take advantage of this special matching gift opportunity and support the Physicians Committee's life-saving work by making your tax-deductible gift at pcrm.org er. Donations will be doubled through Tuesday, November 28th, Forgiving Tuesday. And there's a link to do that right now in the episode notes. And you, my friend, you are the best. And so my gift to you as you generously give to the Physicians Committee is a trip to the kitchen for a delicious plant-based Thanksgiving bonanza with the one and only Vegan Roadie, better known as Chef Dustin Harder. Chef Dustin, how are you, my man? Hey, I'm great. Good to see you. It's great to be here, Chuck. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you. So before we open up the chef's mailbag and get into the recipes, I got to ask you, what is going to be on your table this year? Well, that's an interesting question. I'm going to a very large uh, family gathering, and normally I, I would have like just made everything under the sun, but there's so many people. So I made some small plates for my husband, myself, and my sister, who's been dabbling with a, a plant-based uh, diet. And we've got mashed potatoes. We've got green bean casserole. We've got, there's going to be pumpkin pie, of course. Uh, there's a stuffing, uh, a cornbread stuffing, actually, from Universal Meals. And then... Um, I am, I don't need a turkey or anything, like a replacement turkey, but it's something about the tofurkey once a year. Uh, you know, my husband and I both just really love the tofurkey. So I, I got a tofurkey this year. You're a tofurkey. Yeah, my wife likes the garden one that's uh, yeah. the, the, the stuffed roast that they have. It's uh, pretty tasty. A former colleague of ours, uh, Lee Crosby, dietitian, the fiber queen, she was uh, the one that kind of turned us on to that. And so once a year, once a year, I'll bust that yeah, out. I mean, you, know? you know, we might have it at Christmas as well. So maybe we'll have it then. But um, it's so funny. Everyone, uh, I don't know if you saw, everyone was sort of like losing their minds that Trader Joe's wasn't going to have their turkey list turkey this year. And I was like, 
there's so many other options out there. There's so many things you can do. So it's going to be okay, everybody. I didn't even realize that they had one until I saw that pop up on the internet. And yeah, people were freaking out, you know? Losing their minds. They were they, very upset about it. It was, it was not a good day for those Trader Joe's <laughs> enthusiasts, man. Let me tell you something. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing, right? So forget about the fact that we're talking about you know, replacing the turkey. I came across a poll recently, Dustin. I mean, this just came out yesterday from the Associated Press, and it found that only about one in three people say that turkey is their favorite item on the Thanksgiving menu, which means that really we're talking about the sides, and that's where people really want the bang for the buck. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, if we're eating this plant-based Thanksgiving, do you think that we are putting too much emphasis on how to replace the turkey? Absolutely. Everyone's, the sides are where it's at. There's way too much emphasis on replacing the turkey. And the sides are the easiest thing to veganize as well. I mean, you've got just so many fun things you can do with it from roasting squash to making a sweet potato dish. Uh, uh, you know, the classic mashed potatoes, different kinds of gravies to make, all sorts of things. And, you know, uh, there's like just any vegetable. You know, you can really make some fun sides with any vegetable. Roast a vegetable, put a sauce on it. You know, you can get really creative. Uh, so I think a lot of people put so much emphasis on the turkey part of it when really it's about the sides. Let's be honest. All right. But okay. But let's say, you know, you are that one in three. We've talked about the store-bought options. But what if you want to make something yourself? A lot of times uh, people in our line of work, they will turn to a loaf, perhaps a lentil loaf I've heard a lot about. But what would you suggest as the main event for a plant-based Thanksgiving? Yeah, you can definitely do a lentil loaf. I think that's a fantastic option. You can make your own roast. So you can get crafty with spices and seitan and uh, make your own roast. You know, Google's a beautiful place these days. Just so many resources. Uh, you can even do your own unturkey at home with the seitan base. But there's some great whole food options too, where you can turn to squash. You can do a stuffed squash, stuffed roasted squash, stuffed roasted pumpkin, maybe with some wild rice. Uh, there's shepherd's pie. We have a great uh, sweet potato shepherd's pie on the PCRM website. I actually just made it a few weeks ago to put a reel up on Instagram. It was so tasty. Uh, cauliflower roasted steaks, cabbage steaks. So you can really start thinking veggie forward with it. You know, if you are someone who eats healthful foods on the regular Thanksgiving day doesn't have to ruin you, you can still keep it health forward and make yourself some delicious main dishes. And I really think uh, using vegetables for stuff like that is fun. Twice-baked sweet potatoes. So sweet potatoes may be loaded with chickpeas and uh, using the, the sweet potato innards mashed together with the chickpeas, put it all back on there, put a bunch of toppings on it. Uh, lots of great stuff you can do. Can we pause and rewind and go back to the cabbage steaks? Talk to me about a cabbage steak. How does one make a cabbage steak? It's so funny. We're working on a, a plant-based pilot that we're going to be doing at Emory in Atlanta in the new year. And I was talking to one of the food service directors and she's like, I'm just, I love cabbage steaks. And I was like, you know, I've had them and I like them, but I never like think to go back to it. But you're essentially slicing the steak, seasoning it with whatever seasonings you want to, uh, slicing the steak, slicing the cabbage into a, a steak, you know, and then seasoning it with whatever you want to season it with in terms of spices and herbs and then roasting it until you have it nice and tender. You can cut into it like you would, you know, anything else. 
do you think you could do like an A1 drizzle on there? I'm not saying that's yes. the healthiest condiment in the world, well, but course. that could help get somebody going. Well, but that's the best thing. It, people aren't missing animal. They're missing all the flavors that come along with these things. You know, people are dipping their turkey and their gravy and all that stuff like that. Put gravy all over that, uh, you know, cabbage steak. That's cool. How thick would you recommend cutting that? Does it need to have like a good quarter inch thick? Is it is it about like what you would want for a traditional steak, about quarter to maybe a third inch? I mean, I'd say even you could even go with a whole a whole inch on those. So you have a nice thick because as it roasts, it's going to shrink just a little bit too. You'll get maybe like a crispy little edge on it. Touche, touche. And what temperature would one recommend roasting said cabbage steak at? I guess it depends on the thickness. I mean, I'd go with uh, 375 to 400, maybe for, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Check it, see how it's done. Maybe flip it once in between. Uncovered? Poke it with a fork. <laughs> Poke it with a fork. Uncovered, I'm assuming? Uncovered, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. All right, good call. Cabbage steak. All right, I'm going to have to look into it. Just salt and, salt and pepper, but you or just pepper, or you could do a salt-free like poultry seasoning even. So you're getting like the thyme and the rosemary, the sage and all that stuff in there too. Poultry seasoning is something that people can use on anything really to get those sort of flavors they're used to having with some sort of poultry item. But poultry seasoning is plant-based, so people can eat it with their whatever they want to put it on. Stuffing right. is a good place to put it in. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Stuffing. Holy cow. Can we just take a second to talk about what may be my favorite uh, item on the Thanksgiving menu is the stuffing. Has yeah. been since I was a little kid. My taste buds definitely changed uh, as I got older and especially after I lost weight, but I never lost my appetite for some good old fashioned stuffing. So yeah. you being a chef, man, talk to us about your favorite recipe for stuffing. Well, I will say we've got on Universal Meals. So our Universal Meals is our platform full of allergen-friendly plant-based recipes. We've got a great cornbread stuffing on there. Uh, but you can follow that recipe and just use any plant-based cornbread that you have and toss it in there. You don't have to make the cornbread from scratch. You can make it from scratch if you want as well. Um, but it's the cornbread. It's the vegetables sauteed. So you got celery, you got some mushrooms, carrots, onion, all that in there. Uh, garlic. If something calls for two cloves of garlic, I usually put in four cloves of garlic. You know, you're just looking to get that extra flavor anywhere that you can, really. Uh, and then sage. You want to have sage, rosemary, thyme in there, all those good things with that stuffing. Um, and it just, uh, gives it a nice, it's a nice addition to any plate. Everybody always wants it. And I guess we want to call it dressing, right? Cause we're not stuffing anything. <laughs> we're not stuffing anything. I, well, I, I mean, I guess you could cut a hole out of the cabbage steak and then like stuff that you could get ultra creative. You could stuff a squash too. That's a great thing to stuff a squash with. We've got a great uh, wild rice stovetop stuffing in Universal Meals. But there's also a PCRM.org recipes for uh, stuffing on there as well, or dressing. Um, and, but you can uh, use it however you want, especially that rice one. That's a good one to uh, put inside of a squash as well. I just want to like check the pulse of the exam roomies who are watching live right now. Could you just hop in the chat right now and let us know, do you call it dressing or do you call it stuffing? I would love to see how this shakes out. It may turn out that it's kind of a regional thing. I don't know if dressing is more Northern or Southern or vice versa. I don't really know. 
Yeah, I just think lately I've been calling it stuffing and I was like, well, I guess I'm not putting it in anything, thankfully. So why don't I call it dressing? Mm, <laughs> That's where my enough. thought process is on it now. But but then what do you what do you, what are you dressing though? I mean like that's the thing. That's what my I plate. never understood about dressing. Your plate, my you're plate hysterical. My belly. You're hysterical. Um, all right. Well, as as the results come in here, I see a lot of love for stuffing up front, man. So if there are some dressing people in the chat, they better speak up. Um, a lot of times, these stuffings or dressings uh, call for sausage. Uh, how does one replicate that kind of flavor without turning to the sausage? So obviously you've got the plant-based replacements if that is what something somebody wanted to do. But I go for mushrooms, a little bit of fennel, a little bit of caraway, sautéed. Uh, just and just I'm talking, you know, if you're doing a typical like eight-ounce package of sliced mushrooms, if you're going convenience and want to have those sliced and ready, do like a half a teaspoon caraway, half teaspoon fennel seeds, and just uh, uh, saute it with those to release the flavor a little bit and soften those seeds a little bit. But that sort of gives you those uh, a little essence of sausage, essentially. I'm sorry, our producer behind the scenes just made me laugh. They're going to be mad that I dropped their name. But Ollie, just in the private chat, chimed in, stuffing. That's Stuffing. that's why Ollie works on the exam room, because they they get it. They absolutely get it. Love me some Ollie. Uh, by the way, another person who gets it, we celebrate eating plants, stuffing. Dressing goes on salad. Well said. Well yep. said. Uh, and it appears to be stuffing is also the accepted vernacular up in Canada. I see Carolyn with the Canadian flag stuffing exclamation point. But then Nikki raises an interesting point. She says, West Coast stuffing, Southerners dressing. So I don't really know. I, you know, uh, Karen also says cornbread dressing and they were raised in Louisiana. So maybe dressing is a Southern thing. And I, I don't know, like I was, I was born and raised in Southern Virginia, man. I, if it was dressing, then I just, well, I missed listen, the boat on it. I never thought of dressing until I lived in Atlanta. So maybe that's where I started picking it up. Now I just did Google it and it says stuffing is cooked inside the bird. Dressing is cooked outside the bird. So it's giving us that simple ex explanation. That's fair enough. Kathy in Texas, I call it dressing. Jessica says it's stuffing. And Nancy just typed a full like paragraph. Dressing is baked separately from carrier. Stuffing is inside the carrier, which is exactly what you said. Okay. All right. I feel like we've learned something today. I don't know if it's going to be a full point for the health IQ, but we're definitely smarter because of this. I think you can call it either or essentially. And then I do think it's regional, like you're saying, potentially as well. So let me ask you this. Another one that a lot of people enjoy at Thanksgiving, and really it only gets eaten during the holidays, you know, maybe Christmas dinner uh, and Thanksgiving would be green bean casserole. And mm. growing up, I remember there was a ton of milk put into ours. It was dairy heavy. It came with the can of the cream of mushroom soup, probably some condensed milk in there too. And then right. you top it with cheese its on top of all of that and then fried onions. So not really a healthy dish, but I would imagine that it's also a recipe that one could tweak and make not just vegan, but a healthy version. Give us some help there, chef. How would you go about doing that? This has been one of the easiest ones really, because there's 
two variations. Really, you can just make yourself like a chunky mushroom gravy, mix the green beans up in that. 375, bake it. They do have gluten-free and vegan fried onions now available as well. So you can put those on top if you want to. Or you can do any sort of crunchy thing that you want to do. Or if you don't want to go down the road of having something salty and fried, you could make a uh, use like almonds, for example, or something like that to make like a, a, a vegan Parmesan, essentially. So you can still have some texture on the top, right? So that's just an alternative to doing the fried crunchy Ritz crackers or the uh, fried onions or anything like that. Uh, and it's... Um, there's a recipe on universalmeals.org. I think also at PCRM, we've got one too, green bean casserole. But you can do a chunky mushroom gravy and or you can do that gravy and then also mix in a tofu sour cream. You could mix in a cashew cream sauce so that you are getting that cream that's in there. There's also heavy creams on the market now that are plant-based. So you can do you know, a silk heavy cream or there's another brand too, I think, that does it. But... Um, if you're trying to stay away from those processed foods, you can absolutely make your own sort of cream base for it. Mix that into your mushroom gravy, and voila, you've got your you know cream of mushroom soup essentially that you would mix into with your green beans usually. Mm, that sounds pretty good, man. And you know, it just kind of goes back to the fact that as people are transitioning over to eating plant-based, like it does not necessarily mean by any stretch of the imagination, you have to give up your favorite foods, the things that you have enjoyed. All we're talking about doing here is tweaking a few of the ingredients and the taste is right there still, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, you can do anything these days. Like you really can. There's 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 no limits. You can either find it on the market if convenience is your thing. And again, I, I applaud the gamut here. Like I'm all about balance and doing what's going to work for you. So you can find the convenience op option or you can get busy in the kitchen and cook up your own staples. Uh, a lot of stuff we have at PCRM.org and UniversalMeals.org, but also just by Googling it. If there's something very specific, especially like you think about this as a nostalgic time for a lot of people. They're thinking about recipes that their families have made for years. You know, Usually another family has potentially made it as well. You can Google vegan version of XYZ, whatever that recipe was. Uh, or if there's one ingredient in there where you're like, how do I sub this out? Google vegan version of, and then it will hopefully give you that substitute. But we're so blessed these days with all the things that are readily available, um, including the recipes on the internet, but also the products that are in the market. Well, speaking of tweaking recipes here, let's grab a question from Trisha. Came in at 1225, looking for some help here. What would you substitute a half cup of butter and dressing with? I'm assuming veggie broth, but how much to four cups of fresh bread cubes? I assume they are making, I'm still going with stuffing. <laughs> four cups of br fresh bread cubes. It's a half cup of butter. I feel like that butter might be to saute if there's vegetables in it beforehand, because typically we're pouring some liquid over the um, the bread and a half cup wouldn't necessarily be enough to pour over that. So I'm going to assume there's broth somewhere else in the recipe. So that being the case, if it's for sauteing, you can saute it on a nonstick skillet, the items you need to uh, saute and then add water or broth as you need to to saute those. But if it is for four cups of fresh bread cubes in place of if the butter was meant to be melted butter that you're mixing with that, I'd say you can still go, if it's if it's only a half cup of liquid, 
with the vegetable broth, you can do the half cup for those four cups of bread cubes. You're going to want to actually, for sure. And here's a question for you. Um, a lot of recipes, they do call for milk. Um, and in some things, I know that dairy milk doesn't exactly work quite as well as, uh, or the dairy-free milk doesn't work quite as well as the traditional dairy milk. In those instances, and I've seen that with desserts like pudding, what might you recommend? So I, I have not had an issue subbing out dairy milk, but when I need something that is the closest substitution, I often use almond milk in a lot of uh, my items just because it's a more neutral milk. Um, but if you're looking for the heft that a whole dairy milk has, I would go with an unsweetened soy milk. That's what I would go to. Uh, but if you're really looking for like a cream or something, uh, that's when you want to rely on some of those, a couple of those cream products that have come out. Um, and there is plant-based condensed milk even these days. It can be hard to source, but it does exist if you have enough time to plan. Uh, but soy milk is always my go-to when I need a direct replacement for dairy milk. Um, I'm trying to think. Oat milk is another good one as well. And then when I do stuff like pies and whatnot, if I need like a rich, creamy alternative, I'll turn to coconut milk sometimes. Mm. So that's that's interesting. Like you have your your arsenal of the different kinds of milks. And I'll tell you what kind of made me think about that question in the first place was uh, it was a bake sale that they were having in my mother-in-law's nursing home. And my wife wanted to make um, pudding and got one of those pudding packs from the store, just a, you know, not a lot of time needed to whip this up in five minutes, but then come to look at it. We have soy and we have almond milk in the house, but it did say if you're using dairy-free milk, it will be, uh, it won't thicken like it, it use, usually does. And that kind of perplexed me. Like what, what is going on there? Is it some protein that magically makes the pudding thick? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure of the science on that, but I will say with the pudding one, it might just be a matter of the ratio of liquid to the dry. Mm. And because I recently made pudding uh, and it was that same thing, but on the back, it said, if you're using plant milk, it told me to use about a quarter cup or a half cup less. So I think that has more to do with the ratio because I used the plant-based milk and it turned out fine, but they directed me to use less of it than I typically would have if I were using cow's milk. Mm, good call. All right, let's bounce around here. Uh, mashed potatoes. I would imagine that's a pretty easy one to make plant-based. Bean Burrito is asking specifically about mashed potatoes at 1231. They say the mushroom gravy is so good. So I'm just curious, uh, if you are the man who's making mashed potatoes from scratch, give us your recipe, my dude. Oh, potatoes, a little bit of milk and nutritional yeast, like, and, and any plant-based milk I want. Um, you know, I'm not salt free. I, I use less salt than I used to. So it's going to have salt and pepper in it for sure. Uh, but yeah, hands down, the nutritional yeast just really takes home like a little bit of a buttery flavor in there. And if I'm serving it to people, if I'm taking this to non-plant-based people, I'm going to use some plant-based butter in it as well, because that is what they're used to. So we should speak to that. If you're cooking for people who traditionally do not eat vegan food and you want them to have the familiar taste and all those things. There are products out there where you can achieve that. Uh, but again, you don't have to sacrifice your health. So you have options here. You don't have to sacrifice your health on Thanksgiving. So for me, it's some nutritional yeast, a little bit of plant milk, 
salt and pepper, mix that all up, and then mix it up to taste, really. The nooch and the mashed potatoes. Well done. Yeah. Nooch on everything. Nooch for life. Nooch for life. Man, I didn't even think about that. I bet that's pretty good. It's delicious. You can also season them up. Uh, we've got a great recipe again uh, on PCRM.org where it's got sautéed onions and sautéed garlic in it. So think about things you want to... I mean, that's. I was telling you what I would make in mine, but there's there's things you can do to season them up, right? Um, different spices you can add. If you love garlic, add garlic. If you like onion powder and garlic powder, add onion powder and garlic powder. You know, think about the flavors and things that you enjoy and things that are going to make it pop and like go for it. You know, what makes me laugh is whenever I talk about mashed potatoes, I think about a conversation I had with my wife the first year uh, I went vegan and I'm making Thanksgiving and she's like, don't be putting any of that green stuff in the mashed potatoes. But she did say stuff, believe you me. I mean, she looked at me deadpan, don't be putting any of that green in the mashed potatoes. And I just, I looked at her and then I just lost it. I'm dying laughing in the kitchen, like couldn't even cook. I'm laughing so hard just because she was so serious about this. I don't know what she was expecting, but I had no plans to add spinach or kale or arugula to the mashed potatoes. I promise you that it just made me laugh so hard, man. It, I oh man. That makes me laugh because I feel like she's talking to me because I just did a universal meals class in Chicago this last weekend. We did all Thanksgiving sides. And one of them we pulled was from universal meals and it's a garlicky kale, sweet potato mash. Don't tell your wife, uh, <laughs> but it's so delicious because it's flavored with all of this garlic and you got the mashed potatoes. So you got a little bit of sweet, a little bit of, uh, you know, the earthy flavors with the garlic and the kale, and then you're getting your greens in which I know she doesn't want on Thanksgiving, but it was a nice, uh, it's a little pop of something to have different at the table. I know. JL's like chives, question mark. I mean, possibly neither one of us are big onion people and that sure. kind of falls into the onion category. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even that would have, you know, been gambling, sleeping on the couch that night. I just don't know if that would have been a good idea, JL. I mean, A plus solution, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about, uh, as long as we're talking about mashed potatoes, Peace Weaver at 1234 Old Bay in our smashed potatoes. That's a, that's a mid-Atlantic favorite right there, straight out of Baltimore, Old Bay. What do you think about that? I'll put Old Bay on anything. I think that's a delicious idea, and I love it. I think, yes, Old Bay mashed potatoes. Why not, you know? Uh, that's why I say. Any any seasoning you can think of that you enjoy, potatoes are a great home for anything. So any seasoning you can think of that you enjoy, put it in there. It's going to be delicious, most likely. It's a lot of potato. Um, I'm trying to think, too. There's a tofu sour cream recipe, I think, maybe on PCRM.org. Mix some vegan sour cream into your mashed potatoes for that extra bit of creaminess. Um, that just really sort of gives a little homeroom punch, elevates your mashed potatoes a little bit. Yeah, speaking of punches, JL's bringing the one-two punch today. 1236 says, uh, I don't hide the green stuff in the potatoes. I hide it in the brownies. I'm just going to oh. let that sit right there and you can take it however you want. You can take it however you want. I'm just going to put uh, that right there. Experiments to see what happens with your uh, guests there at the table for sure. Looking at your watch an hour later. What's happening? 
Everybody's taking a good nap. Um, here's a question for you. Let's talk about broth. All right. So this is a, a kitchen staple here. A lot of recipes are going to call for broth at Thanksgiving. We celebrate eating plants at 1234. Says aquafaba can give a good broth base instead of water. So what do you think happens with the aquafaba as opposed to water? Is it just a little bit thicker? To use for sautéing, are we talking about? I have no idea. I just saw that and I was like, hey, that yeah, sounds yeah. interesting. I haven't used aquafaba as a, a replacement for sautéing because it will uh, it'll start to um, reduce when it's on the heat. So it'll get sticky and start to reduce. The liquid starts to reduce as opposed to water or vegetable broth where you're sort of sautéing and it's evaporating. With the vegetables, you put a little bit more on and it's evaporating, releasing the flavors. So I haven't used the aquafaba in that way before. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, Rip Esselstyn's Plant Strong uh, website has this recipe for cheesy chickpeas where you save the aquafaba, you mix that with the nooch, with the nutritional yeast, and then the chickpeas, and then some liquid aminos. And that's pretty much it. And man, it is like spot on delicious that and could delicious. not be easier. Man, I'm telling you, you know, somebody who's cooking for the first time could nail this recipe. It's so good. And what I did, matter of fact, I might make that tomorrow. Uh, I, I just, I stuff a potato with that. Like I'll bake a potato and then I'll just stuff the chickpeas in there with some yeah. steamed broccoli. And I mean, that's a meal right there. Let me tell you something. I it's love quite, quite tasty. chickpeas with a stuffed potato, with a baked potato, mixing it all up and then putting it back on there and doing a little double bake with it. Twice baked potato. So tasty. Those yeah. chickpeas are amazing. Yeah, you smell what I'm cooking there, Chef. You mm -hmm. smell what I'm cooking. Um, shout out really quickly to Richard Hubbard. 1235 says, I made some vegan donations to a local food pantry. He does this every year as a fundraiser. And it's really remarkable what he's able to do to provide not just a Thanksgiving meal for his community, but healthy Thanksgiving meals. And every year he, he does this fundraiser. So Richard, thank you, man, for your continued yeah. work. Thank you for being a leader here, buddy. That's that's absolutely okay. fantastic. Um, question for you. Uh, we have some people wondering about baking and baking without yeah. oil. So they're probably trying to keep it SOS free here. So right. what are some good oil substitutes when it comes to whipping up the desserts, Dustin? Yeah, this is a great season for that because one of the, a great replacement in baked goods for oil, uh, is pumpkin. So put a little pureed pumpkin in, that's going to be a good replacement. Unsweetened applesauce, another great replacement replacement, pureed banana, another great replacement, silken tofu, uh, plant-based yogurt. So lots of great alternatives for oil. Um, it can be, I'm not saying you want to do like a, a two to one ratio of it, but say it's a half cup of oil, you might want to do like a heaping half cup of whatever the replacement is, right? Just so you're maintaining a little bit of the moisture quality in there. But lots of great different pureed things you can use uh, for that. And again, with this season, why not pumpkin? <laughs> How much does that affect the flavor, though? I mean, because if it's not a pumpkin this or pumpkin that recipe, will you still be able to taste the pumpkin? See, I was saying go for the pumpkin flavor. But on that note, then I would definitely go with like applesauce or banana potentially. But... If you're doing the replacement as is, it doesn't affect it that much. But apple, apple is the one I usually turn to when it, we're not in this season. If I just want to replace some, replace the oil uh, with something, I will do the unsweetened applesauce. Uh, let's talk about the bananas, though. So if you're using them as a replacement, obviously, if they're ripe, 
like really ripe, they're going to have a pretty sweet and and sometimes even strong flavor to them. So would you recommend going for a more green banana, maybe slightly yellow, or is it always best to go with the ultra ripe? Before we answer this question, I have a question for you. How are yeah. you on bananas? Will you eat, like, where do you have, where's your sweet spot? First of all, do you like bananas? Second Love of all, where's your sweet spot with a banana? Mine I, has to be yellow, but maybe just have turned from green. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a step beyond that. I'm, I'm not much on the green bananas. I feel like they, they just, I don't, I don't know. They're not sweet enough for me, to be honest. So I like a banana that's nice and yellow and has some spots on there. Clearly, ah. it's not rotten or anything like that, but you know, when you start to see a couple of those brown speckles, like that banana is starting to call. It's like, chuck, 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 come to the kitchen, come to the kitchen. Come <laughs> it's so good, man. It's so good. And then sometimes I'll have like a handful of almonds with the banana, and then sure. I'm just in seventh heaven, bro. Yeah, that's delicious. That's Yeah, that goes a little, I can't, the minute there's any spots on it, I'm like, oh, I need that for baked goods, which takes us back. So I think if you're going to make a puree uh, out of it for to replace the oil, you do want it to just be starting to get very ripe. Obviously, when you go into that very ripe territory, that's banana bread territory. That's not necessarily your oil replacement territory because you are going to get start to get those strong flavors that a very ripe banana has, right? Uh, but yeah, I think just around the place you're talking about where you like to actually enjoy it around there a little bit further can be the pureed banana for the oil. All right. Now let's talk about, uh, salt here. A lot of people are thinking it's Thanksgiving and boy, do we usually eat a ton of salt on Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, what are some ways to really cut down on the sodium as we're cooking this year? So anything you're going to buy in a store, obviously, if you where else would you buy it? Um, <laughs> if you're going to buy vegetable broth, if you're going to buy tamari or soy sauce, uh, can of beans, even can of tomato sauce, anything like that, look for the low sodium version. There's always so much sodium in there to preserve things and you can find low sodium versions. And then when you're looking at just replacing salt, you just want to up your spices all around. If you're using that glorious poultry seasoning we spoke of earlier, perhaps up what you would use in that typically. Uh, because salt, when we're using it in these items, it's gonna, it's not meant to season things. It's meant to be a marriage of flavors to bring everything, to bring all of the flavors to the forefront, right? So if you're not using salt, then you're just going to make sure you're putting a little more of your seasoning in there so that you're bringing them to the forefront naturally. Uh, maybe add again a little nutritional yeast, um, where you typically wouldn't maybe have it because it has some of that salty quality to it. Uh, spice blends. There's lots of great spice blends, spice blends available these days that are salt-free. There's a great company online called Spiceology, actually, that does a fantastic line of salt-free blends. Uh, I love to use their different blends for items, and I actually recommend them to institutions all the time that are trying to lower uh, salt content in items. But you think of spices that don't typically have salt, so you can have paprika, pepper, a little bit of cumin, add those things in just to uh, put a little more flavor into things. So just really take a look at your spice rack and, and see what's available to you. And don't be afraid to spice it up. Taste as you go, spice it up as you go. All right, let's grab a few more here, starting with Claudia at 1209. How can I get the creamy mouthfeel and flavor of coconut cream? 
I need to avoid high saturated fat foods. So that's a good question there. What would you recommend, Chef? Gosh, I don't even know if I have an answer for that one, to be honest, because that is a very <laughs> good question. Um, what is the replacement for that, right? Because it is such a, a cool sort of whipped mouthfeel. I will say you could do, um, you know, if you whipped up silken tofu and perhaps uh, sweetened it with whatever uh, a natural sweetener of some sort, that might get you to a decent place with that. Um, if you're avoiding the fats, you probably want to avoid, I was going to say that you could do a cashew cream, but I think silken tofu might be your best bet. You just want to look, um, I might even Google something like, you know, silken tofu uh, sweet cream or something to see, or like natural sweetened silken tofu or something to see if a recipe comes up that you can make. Uh, because I can't really think, and then I would chill it. It's going to give you that nice, cool mouthfeel then. Uh, but you're definitely going to want to sweeten it with whatever your preferred sweetener is so that it's coming out as a cream. Because uh, that coconut cream is delicious. I hear you. Speaking of chilling things, JL1228 says, I'm making green bean casserole and sweet potato casserole today and then refrigerating until tomorrow. They're wondering, though, Dustin, how long should I let them cool before placing them in the refrigerator? Yeah, just let them cool all the way down. So um, I've got... I've been cooking the last two nights. I like to be prepped when I get to the day. So I'm just sort of putting things in the oven. Let them cool all the way down completely. Uh, so you're avoiding any risk of bacteria or anything like that. There you go. So is, is there... That's before you cover them too. Don't put a cover on until it's completely cool. Gotcha. There it is. All right. Uh, question from Facebook. I posted a question up on my Facebook page earlier today asking if there was any recipes that somebody could use a, a hand with making uh, plant-based. So I'm going to call this Stump the Chef because this is coming at you randomly. You ready? Yeah, you already did kind of stump me with the coconut cream. So let's see I what happens. I know. All right. Carol Ann, I'd like to find a puff pastry type thing that isn't full of oil for a vegan Wellington. Ooh. Oof. Yeah, go for that. Stump the chef. Yeah, I mean, I've I've attempted this before. I did um I I, I was working on like a gluten-free, oil-free. I just don't think I have a, a an answer for this. Um cuz I did do a gluten-free, oil-free sort of um crust pie crust, but it didn't turn out very well. There is and this is, you're not going to be able to find this like readily available. There's a, a book, Chuck, you've had her on your podcast, uh, Ashley Madden of Rise, Shine, Cook. She does a great like almond-based um, crust that you could perhaps wrap. And actually, uh, Ollie's chimed in here, phyllo dough instead of puss pastry and aquafaba to help the browning. Does the phyllo, the phyllo does that have uh, oil in it though? I feel like it's got some sort of, palm oil or something in it is what I'm, I'm thinking of. Um, but that would be a good option. Potentially, that's a convenient option for sure. I feel like we're learning more about Ollie today. Like, are they a secret wizard in the kitchen that just yes, never talks is, about yes, it? I know that to be true. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, Ollie knows I, in the kitchen. Yes. It just so happens that there's a potluck at the office in a couple of weeks. And so now I might make that drive back into the office, you know, make there that, you, you know, 90 minute there trek you here. 
Mm -hmm. Ollie, why don't you get a whip up? Post that in the comments or in the chat. Let, let us know. Uh, let's see here. Somebody is looking for corn casserole, the one that has cornbread as well as cheese and two kinds of corn in there. So uh, what would you recommend there to maybe health that up? Yes, health that up a little bit. Well, I don't know what's in it. Um, but there's a, a, a oil-free cornbread on universalmeals.org. So you could use that. You can make that cornbread uh, and then apply it to that recipe, whatever's supposed to be in there. I know those cheeses are in there too. So if they want to do, if they're doing store-bought vegan cheese, they can pick whatever the equivalent would be to that. But then there's also cheese sauces they could use to mix in there. Uh, and on Universal Meals, there's uh, butternut cheese sauce. There's a, a sunflower seed cheese sauce. I would recommend the butternut one, though. Uh, it's just not, or there's a cauliflower and carrot cheese sauce too. Actually, that one's probably the best one. Um, they're all very good. But uh, you would mix the sauce in there like you normally would the cheese. But in these instances, again, if you're really trying to recreate something that you've had before, if let's say it had the shredded cheese in it, you're probably going to want to experiment with some plant-based shredded cheese before you just go tossing a cheese sauce in there because you don't know what the outcome is going to be essentially all right it's all uh, trial and error. i don't have all the answers right away i know well that's why we call this stump the chef baby right? uh here we go. So this is a German dish, not exactly something that you would see on most Thanksgiving tables, but this is from Barbara, uh, who is a top fan of the show. Uh, is wondering about a dish called Sauerbraten, which I had never heard of. She says it is sour beef with potato dumplings. So just kind of swapping out the beef, she says jackfruit might be a good substitute here. And I guess we can speak in generalities unless you are familiar with this particular dish. Uh, what are some good beef substitutes yeah i mean i always turn to the mushroom really mushroom is a, a place to go jackfruit would be good depending on what the the outcome needs to be at the end of it really um seitan is always a great one uh you know you just want to when you're purchasing seitan you want to be looking at what the ingredients are on the label to make sure it aligns with what you want to have uh, but it's really easy to make a seitan from scratch. So again, if the end result of this is that it's supposed to be like a shredded sort of beef, I, th I think jackfruit could be a great option. And sometimes when I do things like that with jackfruit, I do add mushrooms to it as well. So you have both of them. Um, but then also the um, seitan is a great option too when you want to have a, a beef replacement essentially. Interesting stuff, man. I just can't wait to do a full-blown like holiday meal with you because I, I just think that it's going to be epic and maybe unlike anything I've ever tasted in my entire life. I'm sad I can't come to this uh, potluck. I mean, it's only a plane ticket away, Dustin Hart. Uh, that is true. That is true. Uh, I just and, want and, Ollie to cook for me now is the thing. Well, that's what it, well, see, now that's the thing. Now, easily, Ollie could hop on a plane and come cook for you. I mean, wouldn't <laughs> that be something? No. Mm -hmm. Hmm? Just that on this please i love it when people cook for me let me tell you something ollie is just like one of my favorite people in the entire world uh they are just so much fun to work with and quiet a lot of the times but when ollie speaks like it is on point and it it is either like direct and exactly what you need to hear at the moment or it is the funniest daggone thing that you will hear your entire day that is why i love ollie and the fact that they're really good at their job like really 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 good at their job so i am thankful for ollie this thanksgiving yes um, thankful yeah. for ollie too 
Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, just kind of bounce around here as we wrap up. I want to know what everybody is thankful for this Thanksgiving. So put that in the comments or in the chat. But let's kind of wrap up with a little bit of practical advice, because I think that a lot of people who are watching right now have either been through this or are about to go through it tomorrow. And that is, what do you do if you are the only person at your table who is eating a plant-based dinner? And there, you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you and everybody's watching and scrutinizing and questioning. So in your experience, I mean, how would you recommend somebody kind of relax a little bit and get some good tips for getting through the day? <laughs> I want everyone to take a deep breath with me. It's all going to be okay. Uh, you know, really, it is about... Uh, this holiday, any holiday, we're gathering with friends and family, people that we love, people we want to enjoy their company. We Maybe we only get to see them this one time this year. Uh, so it's important to keep perspective on what your intention is that day. Uh, of course, I want everyone to... I use food as activism, right? But is, is this day really the time for it? You know, if, if, you're, if you've got two hours with your family, what's the best way to enjoy that family? Ask yourself that question. Take a deep breath when you go in. Know that if you're the only vegan at the table, you're going to get questions and maybe have some sound bites going in. You know, how do you get protein? That, that question right there. Do you miss turkey? You know, what are your sound bites going in to prepare yourself? Uh, and then inevitably too, everyone's going to be interested in what's on your plate. So find the energy and um, a place of compassion. We're all in this for different reasons, but compassion is at the root of all of it, I believe. So have patience with those around you. You can always tell the people who are sort of asking you because they're like, oh yeah, vegan, this, that, da, 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 da. Or the people that are like, you know, I'm potentially interested in this. Tell me more. So use your energy wisely during the day. And uh, just re go in with the intention of enjoying your loved ones and enjoying the people that you're with um, and sharing the information to those of you, to those that ask the information of you. Yeah. And you know, I don't even think that it needs to be a whole big deal. You don't need to go in there and defend yourself like, That's right. right out of the gate. It's just like, it's good food at the end of the day. That's it. You know, it's like, relax, everybody enjoy the meal. And remember, only one out of three people are really there for the turkey, which means that two-thirds of the entire table is not going to care one little bit that turkey is not on your plate. Matter of fact, by not putting your turkey on your plate, you are doing two-thirds the majority of the table a favor because you are giving them permission also then not to eat the turkey. So just That's say that. no to the bird. It doesn't have to be any more difficult than that. Am I right? Am I right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Sing it. All right. Uh, Patricia says, yeah, that's me. I'm kind of in that jam, but my family is definitely supportive. JL, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful that I discovered Dr. Neil Barnard and led me, which led me to a whole food plant-based lifestyle. Bonnie says, I'm thankful for my family, plant-based foods as well. And gorgeous one says that I'm thankful for the opportunity to eat, to be healthy and enjoy friends and family. That's what the day is all about. 
Christina, thankful for the information to eat more healthfully. Susan, with a lot of emojis here, loves your line, food as activism. What did you get? Five emojis and two exclamation points. So you struck a chord there, my friend. And then <laughs> let's end with this from Dab's Kitchen at 1254, who says, I'm thankful for discovering the whole food plant-based diet, which led me to lose 60 pounds and reverse my gout and type two diabetes. And that is why we do this show. So Dab, I am so thankful for you sharing that with us here today. And I'm so proud of you. And I hope that you have a fantastic, delicious and healthy Thanksgiving and many, many, many more to come. Cause that is an extraordinary transformation. So A plus effort, Dab. Well, well, well done. I love that. That's pretty cool, man. Don't you love it That's when people nice. tell you that? Yeah, man. Absolutely. 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 All right, my friend. Well, what time is dinner at your house? Maybe I can still make it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My mother's leading the way, so I'm just there when she tells me to be there. All right. All right there. Dustin's mom. What's your mom's name? Marilyn. Marilyn. All right. Marilyn, yeah. hi. Happy Thanksgiving. You lead the way. Just text me. Let me know when to be there. There you go. You I'll let you know what time. I'm doing the rude thing and inviting myself, you know, whatever. <laughs> so Always anyway. Well. <laughs> Check about universalmeals.org where you can find all of Chef Dustin's amazing recipes. And of course, check him out online, The Vegan Roadie. That's pretty good for the Instagram. Uh, you got a heck of a YouTube channel up there as well. Where else can people find you, Dustin? Yeah, actually, uh, the Instagram's changed now, so it's my name. So you can get me at the Dustin Harder on Instagram. I know. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, you news. can find it. The Dustin Harder on Instagram and then DustinHarder.com on the website. But everything's on the website. So I got the podcasts and the, the vegan roadies on there. Everything's up. So. My man, he's a busy dude. He's in the kitchen. He's behind the mic. He's in front of the camera. He's everywhere. He's Even everywhere. Better. Everywhere. <laughs> Dustin, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. I don't know about you, but I am certainly ready for some Thanksgiving dinner now. Holy Moses, did he come armed with some great ideas. Chef Dustin Harder for the win. Man. I'll tell you what, though. Since I've been doing the show, I've had the opportunity to really, I'm, I'm kind of blessed in that I get the opportunity to sample a lot of different foods, but I was blown away this past weekend when I was in Houston for the Montgomery Heart and Wellness Summit. I was emceeing that and Dr. Joel Furman was there, our friend dietitian Brenda Davis, she was there, Dr. Yoshi Rahm, he was there along with Dr. Baxter Montgomery. And we were sampling the Thanksgiving menu from Dr. Baxter Montgomery's garden kitchen that he has in his clinic at his office there. And let me tell you something, the mac and cheese that they were serving was next level. I mean, not even next level, we're talking like next, next level. It was creamy, the noodles were perfect, and there was just a little kick of maybe cayenne to take it up just a little bit of a notch, just to let you know that there's some spice in there that jumps out to say hello. Holy cow, was this good. I mean, it literally may have been the best macaroni and cheese I've ever tasted in my entire life. And that does, in fact, include the old 420 pound Chuck who used to love some homemade mac and cheese and also loved the blue box. 
But this mac and cheese will please the palate of anybody, even if they've never eaten a plant-based meal in their entire life. I guarantee you it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. So if you ever get the opportunity to head to the garden kitchen in Houston, Texas, Dr. Baxter Montgomery's office at the Montgomery Heart and Wellness Center, I highly recommend hitting them up, nudging them, say, please, pretty please, I don't know if it's on your menu today, but please let me get some of this mac and cheese. It might just change your life. It's that daggone good. And I'm not even trying to oversell it. It is that daggone good. And that's kind of the fun thing that we learned today, right? That literally any recipe that you can think of, Thanksgiving or otherwise, can always be turned into a plant-based masterpiece. That's what Chef Dustin was showing us. You can make anything vegan. And that is so cool to me because eating healthy does not mean sacrificing flavor, not by a long shot, not by a long shot. And so when you think about the fact that only one out of every three people, according to this AP poll, think that turkey is actually the best dish on the Thanksgiving table. I mean, you don't even have to worry about the main event. It's all about the sides. So daggone good. And I was one of those people who did not much care for the turkey. Not much of a turkey guy. Just give me the sides. Give me the stuffing. Give me the mashed potatoes. Give me the mac and cheese, please. <laughs> so good. So good. And of course, you know, throw some vegetables on your plate. That's Thanksgiving for you. That's the way I looked at it. I mean, maybe back in the day, I would eat, you know, green bean casserole and call it good. There was sometimes a salad there. I would force myself just to eat a little bit of it, just to think that, ah, I was eating something healthy. But now, with these recipes being so fine-tuned and so healthy, everything on your plate is a victory for your health. So this was a fun episode today, wasn't it? It was a fun episode today. And I want to I wanna also take a moment to tell you that I'm so thankful for each and every one of you who are helping to make the world a healthier place and also, on a more personal note, helping me live out my dream. This is by far and away the best job that I've ever had in my entire life. And that includes covering professional sports. That includes covering the NFL. This is the absolute best of the best because it's not just entertainment, it is infotainment and information that is changing people's lives for the better every single day. And to be able to play even a small part in changing somebody's life for the better, helping to make their world a healthier place. That is not an opportunity that I take lightly. I take it very seriously, and it is a privilege and an honor to be able to help guide roomies and people around the world on a healthier journey, a journey that they never thought was possible. It's the greatest feeling in the entire world. So this year, I'm very, very, very thankful for you. I'm very thankful for you. So thank you so very much for listening and learning with us and raising your health IQ every single week here on the show. And I'm also thankful for my family, my wife, Julie, my mom and dad, of course, my brother, Richard. What an incredible life. My nephews, Clark, Hagen, those guys are amazing. My sister-in-law, Leslie, 
my father-in-law, Charlie Wright, who's downstairs right now getting ready for the football games. My mother-in-law, who's battling Alzheimer's, but is still very much with us. And, you know, just a, a load of laughs to be around, you know. Her personality may be changing a little bit, but the fundamentals are still very much there. She's still spitfire and a lot of fun to be around. So you got to keep an eye on her when you're around. Otherwise, she'll get you. <laughs> Love me some Shelby. I hit the mother-in-law jackpot. I really, really, really did. So there's definitely a lot to be thankful for this year. A lot to be thankful for, including my health and your health as well. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so very much. And as a gift to you, how about this? I would like to offer you free membership in our exam room VIP club. Yeah, F-R-E-E, -E, free. And what that will get you is early access to tickets for our live shows, like the one that we just had with the Esselstyn family, plus exclusive access to some of our premium interviews, like the one with Dr. Michael Greger that's available right now, two weeks before anyone else can hear it. Exam room VIPs can. And you can register to become a VIP for free right now at pcrm.org slash examroomvip. That's pcrm.org slash examroomvip. And don't forget, Giving Tuesday coming up now through November 28th. Your donations to the Physicians Committee will automatically be doubled to help support the work that we're doing here on the Exam Room Podcast, as well as all of our efforts throughout the world at the Physicians Committee. Our mission is to make the world a healthier and more compassionate place. And right now, your donations will be doubled through Giving Tuesday, November 28th. Just visit pcrm.org er to have your donations automatically be doubled. $20 becomes 40, 40 becomes 80, 50 becomes 100 and so on. Your dollars go twice as far to change the world. Thank you to the kind generosity of three generous PCRM members who are matching these donations dollar for dollar. So your donations automatically doubled through November 28th giving tuesday and you can log on to pcrm.org er to make your donation today and one more thing about giving tuesday special announcement for those in new york exam roomies i'm headed your way for plantathon teaming up with plant powered metro new york going to be speaking at the north star fund right by madison square garden in the heart of manhattan that's going to be November 28th at 6 o'clock. Hope to see you there. There's a link to ticket information and all the scoop, all the details in the episode notes. Can't wait for that. Plantathon, November 28th, Giving Tuesday. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be bringing my old pants as always. So if you want to hop in one leg, I'll hop in the other. We'll grab a photo. And hey, maybe that can become your holiday card this year. <laughs> Who knows? All those details are in the episode notes. Hope to see you there at the North Star Fund teaming up for Plantathon with Plant Powered Metro New York on November 28th. But for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you one more time to the incredible chef Dustin Harder for being here and raising our kitchen and our health IQs to help make any Thanksgiving dish very, very vegan. And I want to wish you and yours a very healthy and happy Thanksgiving 
and a wonderful start to your holiday season. For everyone at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based.